Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. And we're live. Live at not five. <laughs> right. Uh, no, it's a little sooner this uh, this week. So uh, I, I'll tell you what, it is it is finally warmed up and it is hot in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. What's the temperature there? Uh no, not as hot as what you would have. You know, it's high eighties, <laughs> but Oh, nice. <laughs> it's warm in the room, though. Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Bye. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, well, happy. Uh, I, I hope everybody welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We're glad to have you here and glad that you've stuck with us. We took a break last week because of all the holiday festivities. And so, hey, welcome back. But, uh, welcome back. Marshall, did you have a good one? We did. My wife and I went on down to downtown Wichita Falls, and we watched the fireworks down there. And uh, we got there a little bit early. We took the 400 down there, and uh, we folded the back seats all the way down. We put a uh, sleeping bag down, a couple pillows, and we watched a, a Top Gun Maverick on my phone for about 30, 45 minutes until the fireworks show started. And nice. Then we watched the fireworks and went home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that no, was good. That's though. pretty awesome. Good. Yeah, 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 we enjoyed it. We had a every year. There's a festivities that go on around the Fourth of July. It starts a few days before, called Border Days here in Grangeville, and um, it's been going on for something I don't know, like 112 years at this point. But the kids wow. always like going out and doing the festivities in the morning. They do street sports in the morning, so there's uh, all the kids get together and. They, uh, the girls will race and then the boys will race uh, just a foot race, you know, and, uh, and then they do a, uh, egg toss and this is like, it's like a famous egg toss and there's a little trophy and stuff for anybody who wins it, but it, it's, it's wild. I don't know how many eggs they go through. I think one day they went through something like they, they go through probably about 1800 eggs a day just with this wow. egg toss. And it happens. It's three days. Yeah. So it was. It's a good time. It, it really is. Hope they're not using those expensive eggs. They're probably using them cheap. Well, heck, all eggs are expensive now. <laughs> right. I can't. I don't know how they. Yeah, I don't know what they do to where they get all these eggs from. But they, they probably spent a thousand dollars just in eggs. <laughs> probably. Probably. It's a good time. But I tell you, there are. Uh, eggs all over main street right now <laughs> you know well, i mean awesome. they're drying up and they'll they'll eventually just crack out but you know it'll crack up and they'll break up as people drive on it and whatnot but right. uh yeah for like three days straight <laughs> there's just eggs all over the ground because of course you know you you that's how they weed people out you stand so far apart you throw the egg and then you got to throw it behind your back or you got to arc arc it up and over uh Hmm. between your legs and yeah <laughs> interesting 
Sounds like fun. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of people that take it seriously. I mean, we're we're talking like so serious. Um, there is a uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a a strategy that you've got to use before the even when you get your egg, you got to start shaking it, and it, it it's it's just part of the strategy. You, sh- you shake that egg. And you break that yolk up inside there so that, it, I don't know, maybe it flies evenly. We never make it past the first two or three throws to even matter. I don't even know why I shake the egg anymore because I can't I can't make it past the first couple of throws. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We don't, we don't have any cool traditions like that, but I, I know in down in Wichita Falls, they have uh, the whole event starts – it starts the day, on, on the day of the fourth, and uh, it starts at five and goes till you know the fireworks start. And they have live bands playing down there, and they've got food trucks all over the place, and car shows, and they've got mm-hmm. stuff for kids. And we've never gone to that part of it. It's I mean, it's all free. Of course, you got to buy whatever's there, food and whatnot. But to get in, it's free. Um, we just usually go for the fireworks and just hang out, chill out down there. Um, but yours sounds like it was a lot more fun, more eventful. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's a parade that happens every day uh, during border yeah. days. And then at nights there's a rodeo and there was a couple of, uh, um, couple of live concerts throughout the whole ordeal. And it, it just, it's quite the ordeal. And uh, it, it's, it's really cool. The kids love the parade. My goodness. Did they get a bunch of candy this year? They were just hooping and hollering on the side of the road, and there were just people just like dumping candy. <laughs> and of course, you know, with five of them, you get you end up coming home with a just a butt ton of candy that they don't need. Oh yeah, it sounds like the egg toss <laughs> is kind of like the the pig calling in Arkansas. Like people take that pretty seriously too. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? And they get into it. You ever, have you ever watched the videos on that? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I have not. No. Oh, it's funny. You should watch it. There's some pretty interesting uh, pig calls. It's, it's, it's a good time. Um, huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So how's the rest of your week been? Good. Busy. Busy. We're still... Uh, Still trying to sell the house, of course. I, you know, who knows what this market's doing, but um, we have showings that pop up every so often. So, yep. uh, you know, it, it is nice when you're when you're making a move on faith that you just trust God in everything. That you know, He'll mm-hmm. sell the house when it's His time. We'll will move when it's His time. Yeah. So hey, you know, it's uh, yeah. You know we're we're here and uh, still you know got a good job whatever you know God's mm-hmm. God's blessed us here with good friends and uh yeah so whenever the house sells is when we'll be taken off but oh hey I have some really good news we Marshall are nominees in yes. the 2023 Spin Awards that hey. that's something new that happened since the last podcast. Come on now. So yes, go on. Yep, go go to Facebook and uh, it, I'm, we're posting every Friday a reminder to go and vote. It runs till the end of this month. Uh, 
go vote for us. We're nominated for, I think it's podcast of the year and podcaster of the year. So we're in two categories mm-hmm. uh, nominated oh, for yeah. that. So yeah, any, any votes our way would be appreciated. That would be cool. Wouldn't it be pretty neat? I think it's awesome. Yeah, I, I shared that all over Facebook and uh, everywhere I could. And uh, everybody is pretty excited for us that I've talked to about that. So that's a pretty, pretty cool deal and a pretty big deal in my opinion. Uh, it's kind of an honor, you know, to be yeah. nominated for something like that. So, uh, yeah, like Aaron said, man, if you guys can get out there and vote for us, go to Facebook, uh, Instagram, I think maybe it was shared on there. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's shared on and, there and go out there and vote for us. Follow the link, go vote for those two, two topics that Aaron said. And, uh, let's, let's win this nomination. Heck yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, I've been, uh, we're finally, we're finally probably going to get into the rest of Luke chapter 17. But I think at this point, Marshall, that we need to kind of recap what, what happened earlier in, uh, in chapter 17. So uh, why don't we just, why don't we get into this? Cause of course, uh, as usual, we're always busy. Okay. And oh, yeah. so we've got. Uh, that new that new movie Elemental is is at the drive-in tonight. So we're gonna go to the oh. drive-in theater with the kids and see that new movie Elemental. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah it'll be a good time. We like going to that drive-in. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier than taking the kids to a movie theater. So we can just keep them all in the car, open the back trunk, and. We can all sit in the back of the van and watch the movie, and mm-hmm. the kids that want to fall asleep can fall asleep. And yeah, yeah. That's there's a big drive-in in downtown Fort Worth called Coyote Drive, and they've got multiple screens and all sorts of stuff you can get there and do that. You can they have places for kids to play. They usually have food trucks, and they have their own uh, food there that you can buy and drinks and all that stuff. You can roast marshmallows, and it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool place. Uh, we we we've been there a few times. Oh man, that <laughs> that sounds a little fancier than ours. They they it's, do. Uh, yeah. You can't just roast s'mores there, but you know, yeah, they got hamburgers and hot dogs, whatever, popcorn, of course, yeah. soda yeah. drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Cool. Let's okay. dive into this. So, Luke chapter seventeen, Marshall. Let's do it. So uh, recapping what happened in uh, the first part of 17 was that uh, uh, you're just essentially as a Christian, you're called and you should want to do you you should want to you have a certain obligation to share the gospel, to uh, act a certain way. And uh, uh, real quick, I'm, I'm trying to like summarize this quickly so we can get into the rest of 17 but um pretty much you're expected to act a certain way as a christian you are and and also like in in the first part of 17 i'd say probably one through uh give me a second 10 it's talking about jesus is telling about forgiveness and faith it's kind of what that's all talking about through there that's what the topic says. Uh, there okay. Says forgiveness and faith. And you want to hear a real deep dive on it. Of course, you can go back two episodes and, and listen to that. And 
since it's only been two episodes, yeah. I'm sure that anybody listening has already listened to it. So, um, yeah. what's been a long time for us has not been for whoever's listening, I assume, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're picking up in verse 11 here, Marshall, uh, Holy Jesus hour. is traveling along this, uh, along the border of Samaria, Samaria and Galilee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these, we're going to, the title of it in, in our Bible is called uh, 10 Lepers Cleansed. And mm-hmm. so he's entering this, in verse 12, he goes on to say he enters a village and he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. Now, these, uh, these lepers, as we know and have talked about on here before, they're outcasts. And uh, the only company that these outcasts have are each, are, are each other. And, yep. and so according to the law, they have to keep their distance from others because, uh, as you said before, Marshall, leprosy is contagious. It is contagious, and it's still real and alive today. I mean, when I went to India, there's, there's leper colonies where people have like their own well, colonies and they have their own buildings and places where they live, but that's it. And, and they are outcasts from the rest of society. And um, when you walk into a colony of lepers, it is kind of intimidating. It's very sad. And, but it's, it's also kind of intimidating. So I can imagine you just walking in and being confronted by 10 of them. I'd be like, Whoa, because <laughs> it's not like you're walking in and seeing people with <laughs> right. all their appendages. You're walking in and seeing people with, maybe no appendages or missing appendages. And so if you don't expect that, which Jesus knows everything, but still, if you're not expecting that, it can be kind of a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So verse 13, as we go into verse 13, sorry, I was looking through some of these, uh, these are their notes. Anyway, uh, as, as we're going into verse 13, these, these, these lepers here, they're likely made up of both Jew and Gentile, but but due to their infliction, they're bound together. Uh, they're bound together in prayer, and all of these other differences have been set aside. So normally you wouldn't see this uh, Jew and Gentiles being, but you know, I guess you could say no. I was going to say misery loves company, but you know. The, when you've got when you've all got something going on together, it, it's easier to come together. You think about that in um, in jobs and and such. When uh, everybody doesn't like a boss, the the coworkers they they come together. They they actually are have a stronger bond together. So you see that in this circle as well. These guys all have the same affliction, and they are who cares who's Jew or Gentile at that point. Yeah, no, they absolutely don't care. Well, I guess, yeah, verse 13, they say they raise their voices because here they are standing at a distance. So they raise their voices and they called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And before we go on to that, I I did want to make an observation here that this is a, this coming together of Jew and Gentiles in this leper colony or this group of guys that are lepers. Um, it's a beautiful picture as to how we as believers should be, uh, you know, we should put, we we should put aside our, our nationality or put aside our race, uh, put aside our denominations, whatever it may be, and focus on, uh, coming together as one 
unified body to serve and worship our Lord. You see that a lot. I, I see it. I see it where I, I live here. It's it's aggravating to see these different uh, different fellowships of believers uh, refuse to work with each other. Just because you know, yeah, and it's just sad. because they they attend a different building one day a week. You know, it mm-hmm. or, or or to or those that associate with a name rather than. Uh, remembering that we all have the same goal. We all love and say and serve the same living God who sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for our sins. And so why wouldn't we want to come together? Yeah. You know, there's, you hear pastors sometimes, well, we can't, we can't work with that church. Why, why not? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you hear people, you hear people talking about, um, uh, What's that? Jump in churches. Okay, we, we do. Mm-hmm. We, we jump, because we have friends in all, you know. But what, what does it hurt to go to a different uh, church body and try and get to know everybody? I mean, we're all in the same family, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't see any hurting it, honestly. I mean, I could see if you wanted to be plugged into one church and, you know, serve at one church and get to know everybody in that church. You know, I, I get that, too. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you choose to, you know, bounce from church to church and get to know a little bit of everybody and get involved a little bit everywhere, um, that's great. Some churches won't allow that. Some churches will not allow that. Um, I've experienced that firsthand, unfortunately. Um, some churches have silly requirements and it's very uh, stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah, uh, and they try to tie biblical. I, I completely disagree with that. Yeah, and they 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 try to tie biblical. Uh, you know, just uh, what's you know just verses and all that kind of stuff to why they're doing it and backing it. And you go and you read all this and you look at it and you're like. Uh, it's not making sense in my mind, but okay. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So again, you know, it's the the church, the, as far as the building and the people running the place, like a business, uh, gets in the way of what it's all about. And that's just stupid. Yeah. It's about community Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, to keep from going down even a deeper rabbit hole and and running the risk of sitting here complaining about it, but you shouldn't, (laughs) You should you should be able to come together. That's is, is bottom line. You should. You should. Yeah. We as we as believers, no matter what the denomination is, we should be able to come together, work together, because we all have the same mission. We all have the same goal, and that's to spread the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. One hundred percent. So these these lepers they call out uh, they call Jesus Master, and as well as they should, because he is. <laughs> That being mm-hmm. the case, Jesus orders him. Uh, well, okay, so so they call they call him master. So at you know we can we can imagine that at some uh, to some extent they have faith in Jesus. They are recognizing that he is the Messiah and that he can heal them. Well, they're 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 trusting in him. Yeah, by by, by them calling him master. And haven't asked him to have mercy on them. Uh, that's that's showing a trust in him because they know who he is and they know what he's capable of. 
And ultimately, that's what they're seeking is healing so that they can go back into society and live a somewhat of a normal life. Yep. Yep. So in, as we get into verse uh, 14 here, he orders them to, uh, he, he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. So mm-hmm. he orders them before they are healed, they must first act in obedience, in obedience and faith. Sorry. And so d- mm-hmm. does that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Jesus, Jesus is all of our master. He, he's, he's all of us. If, if you're a believer, I'm a believer. He's our master. That's, that's mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. And we should follow his commands. Mm-hmm. Without, without actions from him, out of obedience, yeah. and love, and faith for him, and so you ask. Yep. So then you ask the question, why? Go ahead. No, so I, I, I wanted to read my little. <laughs> I don't know what these are called. I call them snippets because what it does is it explains seventeen, eleven through fourteen. And before you go too far past fourteen, I wanted to read this. And a lot of it's what we've already gone over, but there's something at the very end of it that I want to read when I get there. Anyway, I'll I'll get there. So Mm -hmm. because leprosy was contagious, because leprosy was contagious, people who had leprosy were required to, to, to stay, to try and stay away from other people, uh, to announce their presence. If they had to come near, sometimes leprosy would go into remission. If a leper thought his leprosy had gone away, he was supposed to present himself to a priest, which is what Aaron was saying about Jesus when he told him to do that. Uh, who could declare him clean. And it talks about that in Leviticus 14. And then it says, Jesus sent the 10 lepers to a priest before, uh, before they were healed and they went. And then it says, uh, they responded in faith and Jesus healed them on the way. And then it asks this question. It says, is your trust in God so strong that you act on what he says, even before you see evidence that it will work. When I read that, honestly, mm. I, I, I mm. thought, I thought of Aaron and his family and, and kind of what they're, what they're going through right now with this move and all this stuff that they're being um, called to do and whatnot. And that's just, you guys, the first thing that popped into my mind when, when, when I read that. Mm-hmm. Cause you guys are, you know, you're, you're, you're doing that. Yeah, and that goes along. You, you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. While they were going, they were healed. They acted mm-hmm. in faith, and so when he, when when he commands, when Jesus commands us to to act, you can have peace in the fact that he's he's going to watch over you, and and he's going to ultimately bless you. He's going to mm-hmm. bless you that when you act in faith without seeing don't don't expect uh and it's it's really hard for us even in our situation right now marshall uh you you want to see those results especially in the oh, world yeah. that we're living in today you want to see those results now but it it, it we got to have we got to rest in the peace of knowing that he's not going to leave us yeah well, it, it's kind of like, always there for us. He's going to watch over us. And so go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's just like when, when you feel the Holy Spirit calling you to do something, 
well, you don't see the results of what he's calling you to do until it's until you do it, right? So <laughs> you're like, uh, well, you just do it. You just do what the Holy Spirit calls you to do or what the Jesus calls you to do. And afterwards, you see the results of what mm-hmm. Jesus was trying to do, but it was after he called you to do it. And and that's 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 what that's what you guys are doing in your life. I mean, you're being called to go somewhere else, to move somewhere else. You're packing up the house. You're putting the house in the market. You're moved. You're doing all this stuff. You don't really know what the result is going to be of all this. I mean, yeah, of course you you're you're going somewhere, but no, you don't know exactly <laughs> where you're going. You don't have an exact plan. You're just like, okay, we're, that's what he wants to do. All right, we're going to do it, and we'll see what happens when we get there. And so that's. Like I said, that's when I read that. I thought, oh, that's just perfect. Uh, it just it, it ties in perfectly. And that and that goes with that goes with anything, anything, mm-hmm. any trial, any trouble, any uh, difficulty you have in your life, whatever it may be. Even if it's you know, because this is not easy either. Just blindly going on faith. But when you do look back on it, it you know. It, not seeing the full picture or not seeing uh, the end game right away, I think that it glorifies him, God even more. When you mm-hmm. when you do look back on, it, you're like, my goodness, that was it. It is such a blessing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. One hundred percent. There's nothing that says that Jesus couldn't have healed him right there on the spot. He could have. He he did it before, you know. But the 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 miracle that that's not the it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. the The miracle is great, but but Jesus is greater. One hundred percent. That's right. All right. So, verse fifteen here. One of them, when he saw that he was healed turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice. Just one of them. <laughs> why just one? You know, why, 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 why just one? They all got healed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, um, and, and the fact that he, okay, so let's, let's read on here real quick. And, and he lays face down at Jesus's feet, thanking him over and over. And, Luke makes it a point to point out here, and this is the key point. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that 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 he wants to stick out here is that he was a Samaritan. The guy that came back was the least likely of the nine to mm-hmm. come back because, uh, and and it's significant. Yep, that's what I was about to say. Because it's it, he's setting it up. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead with it, Marshall. Oh, no, 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 no. I was saying that what you said is what I was going to say. So you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then Jesus recognizes that right off the bat. He says in verse 17 here, he asks, uh, we're not 10 of you cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was in the, verse 18, was there no one found to return and give thanks and praise uh, to God except for this foreigner? <laughs> so, you know, the thing about it is that these others, the other nine or... Um, we can, we can guess that, uh, they were Jews, you know, at least, mm-hmm. at least some of them that, uh, that left the other nine were Jews and, uh, they obviously had more, um, knowledge about this, about Jesus coming or the, the coming Messiah. They've been, they grew up learning 
learning this mm-hmm. and um they should have they should have already recognized that uh, recognized Jesus as the messiah yeah but i still would have turned around and gone back and thanked him <laughs> I think I would have been more like the Samaritan person, no matter who I was. But at the same time, the mindset of the Jewish people back then probably was a lot different than how I'm thinking today. So, um, you know, I'm not Jewish or anything and wasn't raised that way. But still, I, you would think you'd just be th- so thankful in general for being healed by Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, in this, what what can this what can this teach us? Um, be thankful. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, be thankful. You, you know, you have a you have a moral obligation to express uh, gratitude or thanks uh, to Jesus and, and for what he's done. And right. uh, not that these not that these Jews didn't have faith. They obviously had you know they obviously had faith because they called out to him. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, but we should thank we should thank him for the the blessings that he's already given us. Yeah. That's something that we can take away from this, is that no matter who you are or what you come from, he's blessed you in some way, and you should recognize that, and uh, rightly so, thank him for that. Oh, 100%. Every day. We've got something to thank (laughs) thank him for every day, if you stop and think about it. Yeah. And so, uh, let's see here. Verse 19, Jesus says to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith, uh, your personal trust uh, in me, and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. And that's mm-hmm. uh, pretty much it as far as that goes. And now we're getting into something that's it's pretty exciting. I've actually been listening to a lot on this uh, coming up, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the second coming and... and uh, so anyway, so yeah, we're going to get into that. You know, just be mindful of the blessings that God has given you, and that's what we're taking out of this uh, this portion of verse 17 is be thankful for those blessings, and don't discredit what God has done in your life. I think that's what we Absolutely. can all take away from it. Don't you agree, Marshall? 100%. Yeah. You better be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so the these the Pharisees are again going to ask him a question. You got to remember now that these uh th- these uh yeah, these Jewish these religious leaders and uh the the Jewish people, they're thinking of the Messiah as a uh worldly conqueror. They you know, they're trying to get out from underneath this Roman empire and uh they they're still expecting this. This uh this conqueror. And so these Pharisees are going to come up and ask him mm-hmm. now, having been asked by the Pharisees in verse 20 here, when the kingdom of God would come, he replies, Jesus replies, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed or with a mm-hmm. visible display. It's already here. Yep. It's been here. 100%. As soon as Jesus came here, the, the kingdom was here. It was He's here. the king. Come He's on. God in flesh. verse 21 nor will people say look here it is or there it is for the kingdom of god is among you which he he just comes out and says it he's like i'm right here the kingdom of god is here so let me ask you this aaron let me ask you this was it 
for the was it the was it and I, and I know the answer to this question, but for the for the listeners, was it the physical kingdom of God they're referring to? Mm. Yes, I, I think. Well, to what they thought, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, but what Jesus was referring to. Oh no, no! I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. So, to be right, honest well, with you. Well, and it'll as you get to read it, it'll it'll go into it. But pretty much what it is 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 it like Aaron was saying is that the the Pharisees that they'd asked Jesus when the kingdom of God was coming, but the Pharisees didn't realize that it had already arrived, that the kingdom of God had already arrived because it was a spirit of God in our lives. That's that's what he was referring to, and that was the spirit of God in our lives. It was there when Jesus arrived. Okay, all right, there you go. <laughs> So you're right. You know, but yeah, you know, that's, it's funny. Okay. Cause, cause then that makes me think of what happens in, um, when Jesus ascends after the resurrection. Okay. Mm-hmm. When the Holy spirit is then now poured out on everybody. So yeah, I don't know really. That's why I said that I couldn't necessarily, I know that because he was here, because you know, because as soon as he came into this world in the flesh, that that he is the kingdom of mm-hmm. he is that's why the kingdom of God is here. Yep. You know, that's why he's making that statement. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's why I was just a little confused on that, is because of because the Holy Spirit was poured out when he left. Because that's when he says, I've got to leave so that mm-hmm. the helper, the Holy Spirit, can come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that that's just that's just what I read in this, and the the way I worded that was kind of confusing anyway. But it, and I'll, I'll read this real fast. It says the Pharisees asked God's asked <clears throat> when God's kingdom would come, not knowing that it had already arrived. The kingdom of God is not like an earthly kingdom with geographical boundaries. Instead, it begins with the work of God's Spirit in people's lives and in relationships. Still today, we must resist looking to institutions or programs for evidence of the progress of God's kingdom. Instead, we should look for what God's doing in people's hearts. I was just kind of reading through some of the, some of the stuff that I had, but it was just like, there's a, there is come to find out in some of the commentary that I was reading on, there is some back and forth on it. Oh, really? You know, as far as like, yeah, you know, as far as the, um, uh, why they asked, because they still believed that the kingdom was coming. So they, they believed that, uh, the kingdom of God would come at some point, but they still thought that it was a, a futuristic idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, as and what we're going to see, as yeah. what we're going to see as we go forward, go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I mean, cause I mean, we'll see, we will eventually see at the second coming here as we get into this here that, um, it, it sounds more like, you know, when Jesus comes back, it's going to be a physical representation of, you know, Jesus's kingdom coming mm-hmm. or, you know, God's kingdom coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope we I hope we kind of broke that down a little better. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds thinking back on it, just what we just said, it's just like, mm, I don't know, that could be a little I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So because of because of Jesus' presence, the kingdom is here. Mm-hmm. So then he turns Jesus turns to his disciples now. Verse twenty two. 
the, the time will come when you will long to see even one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he's he's giving them a little foreshadowing into the fact that he's got to, he, he's foreshadowing his going to the cross. Mm-hmm. Is I, I kind of took it that way, as far as, you know, you're going to, you want to see it, or I well, guess we could also take it in a way that, uh, like me, that's I look forward to that. I look forward to Jesus coming back. Is that how? How would you well, take that? Well, what I what I read and what and what I took from it was. So I'll just read you what I have here. So it says, essentially, in, in seventeen twenty three through twenty four, Jesus is warning about false teachers and prophets. And to not go chasing them down or following them, as we as we continue to read through twenty three through twenty four, that's kind of what he's. Um, well, and that's and that's more twenty three through twenty four. I guess twenty two. Yes, is where he says the time was coming. Yes, he is referring to himself. Um, or yeah, well, you're long to see mm-hmm. one of the days the Son of Man, uh, but you will not see it. Um, but I think he's kind of leading into the fact that. You know, there's going to be false teachers and all that kind of stuff, and false prophets and whatnot. And to, you know, just be aware of that. That's kind of what I took from it. I don't know. Right. Okay. All right. Because you can take it. You you will long to see uh, even one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Um, he he's alluding to the facts that they're going to be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we as believers are going to be persecuted. In some way, some form or fashion. And then in verse 23, he says, They will say to you, Look, the Messiah is there. Or look, he is here. Do not go away to see him and do not run after him. Mm-hmm. God's word is warning us right now that, you know, he's coming back. Jesus is coming back. And there's going to be people. We've seen it in our lifetime, Marshall, that... Mm-hmm. People have predicted, oh, the end of the world is coming. And yeah, it, it's coming, but you don't know when it is. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows when it is except for God, mm-hmm. the Father. And we know that because God wor- God's Word is telling us here that despite what anybody says, in our time, even back in their time after uh, Jesus ascended into heaven, and anybody coming after him, claiming that they were the Son of Man, that they were uh, that they were Jesus come back, no, mm-hmm. because G- he's going to explain to us and further as we get into this that that's not that's not the case. Yeah, See, when, he's telling us don't run after those people, don't run after those false prophets. Yeah, and 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 when Jesus returns. Uh, we won't expect it. People will be going on about their daily lives, doing their own thing. It's it's going to be completely 100% unexpected yep. because he says that we don't know the time of the day when he will return, period. Nobody. So if, if, if you hear pastors and preachers and evangelists and this, that, and the other saying, you know, that they know, or they, 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 you know, they, they've heard from God and I'm, listen, I, I'm sorry, personally, God's not going to tell you when he's coming back. If they, if they say they've heard from God saying that, Hey, God's coming back here or there. No, sorry. It clearly says in his word that you don't know the time or the day when he will return, period. So just just be cautious, be aware. Yep. Because there's going to be more. There's going to be more people that are going to come out and claim that they've got this, this revelation from God 
that when he's coming back, when Jesus is coming back, you just yeah, can't gonna, you can't trust it because yeah, this is infallible. This is the the yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say you you oh, have just, the false. <laughs> there's, there's such a lag here. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard because Aaron and I have a lag because he's in Idaho and I'm in Texas, so there's a lag here, uh, and so we're constantly. <laughs> talking over each other and it's hard uh because when i hear him say go ahead i go and then i say go ahead then he goes so that's that's why you see in here or you don't see you hear a lot of this talking over each other but anyway aaron go ahead i was just saying god's word the the bible it's infallible it's the truth and anything in it and we should weigh everything every decision we make Every uh, thing that we believe should be weighed against what God's word says. So, and that's exactly what we're doing here. And that's where this is all coming from. Yeah, because like we were saying, you're going to have the false teachers and the false prophets. And that's why he says not to go chasing them down. And, you know, there's going to be the Antichrist who's going to claim that he is the Lord himself. And that is not true at all. So, you know, God's, God tells us to be on our toes, to be aware, to know the word, to be in the word, to be knowledgeable of God's word, because that way you can decipher mm -hmm. what's real and what's not. Because if you can't decipher what's real and what's not, you're going to fall for these false prophets and teachers, and you're going to believe everything they say. And when the day comes, when Jesus comes back, you're going to be 110% misled, and you're going to be like, what happened? <laughs> That's going to suck. That's why it's so important to read God's word. Yeah, and, and that's just like, I, I've just been listening to a sermon series on, uh, well, I've been driving around, and he was talking about, you know, the devil's a liar, and the devil's going to try and mislead you just like that, and he's going to uh, try and make it sound so good. Mm -hmm. He's, he's going to be an imitator. He's going to try and imitate uh, miracles, and like uh, he called it, the, the pastor I was listening to called it counterfeit miracles. So yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to see signs but it's they're and they're not going to align biblically mm -hmm. and you've got to be mindful of that that's why marshall that's why i try we try and stay accountable at reading and staying mm -hmm. in god's word on a daily basis so that you're well aware of these false prophets these false teachers this false teaching and these counterfeit miracles and and all that yeah absolutely and 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 on that you know aaron Aaron saying, you know, keep us accountable. Um, a little tiny rabbit hole here. Aaron and I and some of his friends have been doing um, these little um, devotionals, so to speak, um, through some Bible apps. And uh, it's been great. Mm -hmm. We've been through one. We're going through our second one right now. And and I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I know these guys are enjoying it a lot. We're learning a lot. Uh, we're sharing a lot with each other. Uh, and it's, it's good. It's, it's really cool to see what everybody thinks and their perspectives on what we're reading in these, uh, and these little, whatever you want to call them sermons, whatever, <laughs> but they're really cool. Anyway. Yep. So verse 24, it, Jesus is giving us the, uh, he's giving us a picture of what the second, what his second coming is going to look like. And it's going to be unmistakable. It's going to be, uh, loud, you know, uh, and when I say loud, I, I don't know what it's going to be like as far as like audibly loud, but it's going to be you. You can't miss it. What's well, going to be like lightning for just like says. lightning when it yeah. flashes out of one. Yeah, right here. 
when it flashes out of one part of the sky, it gives light to the other part of the sky. So visible will the Son of Man be in his day. So <laughs> let me... You're not going to miss it. No, and so if it's going to be like lightning, we know that when you see lightning, soon after you hear thunder, because lightning is so fast, it breaks a sound barrier. That's like when you see a jet and they break the sound barrier and you hear that loud boom. That's essentially what lightning is doing. And so I, I just wonder if when Jesus is coming and you see that lightning-like strike, is he going to break the sound barrier and are going to hear a loud boom? I'm just curious. Well, there's some that there's some teachings that say that uh, he's coming back to the same mountain he ascended from, and that mountain will split in two. Well, if it splits in two, it's going to be loud. I mean, you can't. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, what happens? What has to happen first? For this all to happen, Jesus says in verse 25 that uh, he must first suffer many things, be repudiated and rejected and considered unfit to be the Messiah by this unbelieving generation. Mm -hmm. So before all this happens, and the reason he came to earth to forgive us of our sins and to pay that penalty, because the penalty for sin is death, and somebody, mm -hmm. something, somebody's got to pay for it. And that's why God sent his son. Man, that kind of so, sounds like this day and age. Yeah. The, re the rejection by this generation. <laughs> yep. It's it's so, as we read through the Gospels, you see Jesus warns the disciples what, what his uh, mission was. And uh, you see this all the time. He keeps telling them. He's like, hey, I've got to. And they still didn't, they, they still weren't picking up on it. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's got to be rejected. And as... Yep. As bad as that sounds, and and looking back on it now is like, man, you didn't want to see, you don't want to see that, you don't, and but you know, thank God that we are forgiven and that it, everything's been paid. we're justified mm -hmm. because of what Jesus did on the cross. Yep. So, and then he goes back to, then he goes back to verse twenty six, and he goes just like in the days of Noah. What happened in, in the days of Noah? Noah's building this ark. God tells him, build the ark. I'm going to flood the earth. I'm going to kill every, you know, everybody's going to die. And those, you know, they've had, they had so much time while Noah was building the ark to repent of their sinful ways. And uh, so it will be in the, same, uh, in the time of the second coming of the Son of Man. These people were, up until the flood water started, they were eating. They were. Uh, it says here in verse twenty-seven, the people were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying. They were going about on of, of their just normal lives. They thinking uh, nothing of it. Mm -hmm. It says uh, in quotation or in parentheses here, they were indifferent to God until the day that Noah went into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Mm -hmm. And we see that. We see that too in uh, the story in Sodom and Gomorrah as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Love it. <laughs> oh, those little turds. <laughs> okay. I know it. I love how you're like, shh, shh and she's like, spes, spes, spes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man! And then he tries shutting the door, and it's like bang, 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 bang. 
All right, so let's see here. We were talking about Noah. Uh, people go on about their normal day. So, yeah, 28. It was the same in the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. People were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, and uh, they were building, and they were carrying on business as usual without regard to their sins. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to see that. There's going to be people... In, in the end times, come when Jesus comes back, that they're, they're just going to be, they're, they're not going to heed the warnings. They're not going to be listening to people like us, Marshall, and like uh, everybody else, you know, th- those of us that are believers trying to spread God's word and trying to, um, you know, there's, there's something greater. You can, uh-huh. you can live forever. Yep. You can live forever. You don't have to. Uh, be you don't have to die for all eternity. You don't have to be in torment for all eternity, and that's what that's what we look forward to is eternal life in the presence of God. Yep. You know, I want to read this real quick. This is kind of recapping seventeen twenty six through thirty five, but it says Jesus warned against, and some of this we've already talked about, but. It says, Jesus warned against false security. We are to abandon the values and attachments of this world in order to be ready for Christ's return. His return will happen suddenly. And when he comes, there will be no second chances. Some will be taken to be with him. The rest will be left behind. Um, it's just when mm-hmm. I read that, I, I I had to, when I saw that, I had to read it again because it's just, it's so important. You don't want to be left behind. There's actually a movie called Left Behind. Um, and I might there might be a book too. Uh, if you haven't watched that, maybe go back and read it. it it's, there is. Or, or if you haven't seen the movie, you know, go watch it. I never read the books, but the the movie is. Good. Be very careful. I I wouldn't promote it too much. <laughs> I wouldn't promote it, it is, too much. It's not it very um, theologically sound. You you know, there's not. There's a lot of embellishment. There <laughs> is. There well, and, I haven't heard very good with, things with about. A lot of, like I've seen it. Yeah, with with a lot of you know movies, there's a lot of that going on. You really have to weed through the junk and and to to see some of the truth. But there are some good parts in it, and like Aaron said, there is some stuff that's just bogus. But it's still a good movie. But yeah, <laughs> but just know that uh, you know because all the way through verse twenty nine, what it's saying is uh, don't be unprepared. In a sense, be a spiritual prepper. What are you doing now to be prepared for Jesus's return? Because he could come. You're not promised tomorrow. He could come at any time. So what are you doing now? Don't wait for, don't say, well, I'll change tomorrow. No, you, you, there's, you may not have tomorrow. Because just like yeah. you were saying, Marshall, he could come at any moment and it's going to be quick. And there's no turning back after that. We've talked about this before on here. Yep. Just like in Noah's day, just like in Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you can see on that, uh, it it goes down. I'm going to skip down to verse 32 because Jesus says, remember what happened a lot. Well, um, we'll get into that. I'm jumping ahead. I, I jumped ahead too much. And so verse 31 says, On that day, whoever is on the housetop with his belongings in the house must not come down and go inside and take them out. And likewise, whoever is in the field must not turn back. Remember what happened to Lot's wife when she looked back? Don't be, 
don't be looking back and thinking that when Jesus comes back, we're in for a greater reward. We're in for a greater life, a life with no pain, no suffering, no tears, nothing but joy to live in the presence of God. Nothing on this earth, nothing that we have in this life is is worth taking with you. You can't take it with you when you die, that old adage. So don't worry about the stuff. Yeah. You know, I sit and think about that all the time while I'm driving. It's like, man, what if Jesus come back? And here I am driving and <laughs> you know, hey, whatever. Forget everything. Yeah, you know, because you're gonna have you're gonna have all you need in heaven. God is yep. he's the ultimate provider. You don't need your junk yep. from this earth. Yep. Yes, he's given it to you. Enjoy it because he has provided everything for you in this life, but you don't need it when he calls you home. Yeah, one hundred percent. Can't take it with you. And and say and along those same lines, yeah, along those same lines, we're talking about we're talking about belongings, but along those same lines, don't uh think about oh well I wished I I wished I would have had you know, wished I would have had kids, or I wished I could do this. I wished I uh I just wanted that other job. I just you know, I, I don't look back on those circumstances. Mm-hmm. We're we're looking your future is so much better when Jesus comes back. If, as long as you're a believer, as long as you've listened to God's word, yeah, then I want you you have a better life ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. I want to read thirty three and explain it, but it says, "Whoever tries to keep this life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it." Essentially, what that's talking about is those clinging to this life are those seeking to escape physical persecution. Those who live for themselves display these common attitudes, and there's Mm. three attitudes here. One is materialism. Materialism is I want it and work hard to get it. All that I see is real. Unseen things are merely ideas and dreams. Number two is individualism. I work hard for me, and you work hard for you. I make it. You may not. That's your problem, not mine. Number three is skepticism. Anything I'm not convinced about can't be important. Everything important to know I can figure out. Those who have these attitudes may protect themselves, but they will lose the spiritual dimension to their lives. Keep your commitment to Christ at full strength. Then you'll be ready when he returns. I liked that, that whole explanation. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, couldn't, couldn't say it any better. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, that, that's why I like this, uh, this life application study Bible, man. It really, it breaks all these, these important verses down. It really puts them in the layman's terms and helps you understand it. I love it. I mean, I've, I've had this Bible for years. Um, mm-hmm. it just really helps me understand what God's trying to say through all this. And it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, cause it, it is, it is kind of a, uh, hard verse that verse 33 to kind of wrap your head around it's like okay whoever seeks to save his life will eventually lose it okay so we're putting off our our flesh bodies you know through death whoever loses life in this world will keep it from the consequences of sin and separation from god yeah you it's it, you to break that down is uh just just reading it at face value is can be a little difficult because mm-hmm. you know if at, at at first, it doesn't make sense, but I liked I liked that breakdown of it. Oh yeah. So verse thirty four, we're getting getting towards the end of this. 
And now it's sounding, I have, since we started researching this and reading into it, I've battled with what this is is saying. And I'm going to read it. And, you know, it's it's the it sounds like the rapture, but it doesn't, it's kind of hard to, I had to read it several times to really kind of get it. So verse 34, I tell you on that night, when the Messiah comes again, not saying that there, that it's going to be nighttime when he comes and nobody knows, you know, uh, there will be two sleeping in one bed, suggesting the fact that um, th- this this goes down all the way to intimate partners, mm-hmm. you know, however that is. <clears throat> and uh, the one, the non-believers, as I'm reading out of the Amplified Version, uh, will be taken away in judgment, and the other, the believer, will be left. There will be, uh, and then, as as it was common in the time, the uh, two women would normally be grinding um, at the mill. So there would be two women. They normally were friends. So it's also going into, there are friends or relatives of some sort that would grind together at the mill. And uh, is it what Jesus is saying here is that it's, uh, it doesn't matter how close, it, you could be, it, it would be strangers. It can be as close as relatives to you. Is is what this is breaking down? That you, you, there's non-believers and there's believers living side by side, even in the same household. So, verse thirty-five: there will be two women grinding at the mill together. The one, the non-believer, will be taken away in judgment, and the other, the believer, will be left. And the same, same with the two men in the field. Um, and the disciples they ask him, "We're Lord." In verse thirty-seven. Uh, where, stop, where, Lord? Stop, stop, he stop, answered, stop. Where the corpse is? Okay, okay, okay. I gotta. Sorry, sorry. I gotta ask. Where's verse thirty-six? That was the two men in. Uh, two men will be in the field. One will be taken, and the other will be left. There is some so, that say, so, "Okay, so you don't have." I don't have thirty-six. So, my, so verse thirty-five, mine says, two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken, and the other left, and they go straight to thirty-seven." Okay, so when I was, I read some commentaries on this, and it says, the only thing I could find was it says, a scribe probably inserted verse 36, uh, and it is absent in the best ancient Greek manuscripts. So why it's in mine and not in yours, but I, hold on, let me look up Matthew 2440. Because it gave a reference to it for uh, Matthew twenty four forty. Yeah, I, I was reading that. And I was like, I wonder if it's the same in his Bible, like it is mine. But clearly, it's not. So my Bible's lying to me. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Of course, at some some manuscripts. <laughs> but uh, look up real quick Matthew tw- uh, chapter twenty four verse forty because it does say it in Matthew. Um, at the time, two men will be in the field. One will be taken for judgment, and one will be left. Hang on, let me let me find that real fast because I hope that's in there. <laughs> he said twenty four forty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Two men will be left in the field. One will be taken, and the other left. Okay, yep. Okay. So <laughs> that's so strange. So yeah, the. Uh, the statement oh, so, was obviously made. Jesus obviously made that statement. So in mine, 
it points to just below that Matthew twenty four right. forty. It says Luke seventeen thirty four. So I, I don't know. That's confusing. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> so you kind of take this as you you kind of take this as a <laughs> you take this as a rapture uh, rapture moment, but it's not. Right. And yeah. I think that. I've come to that conclusion that this is not the rapture that you're going to see. The rapture comes after this. I don't know if I can, because we're looking, we're seeing that at the time when Jesus comes back, there's a separation that happens between the believers and the non-believers. And that's, that's what we're seeing here. Uh, We know. And if you've done any, any research into this eschatology, this end times uh, study, that uh, we as believers, first, what's going to happen is the uh, people that have passed away. Let me see if I can bring that up. I have was reading on it in First Thessalonians chapter four, verse thirteen, it says, "Now we do not want you to be uninformed, believers, about those who are asleep in death, so that you will not grieve for them as the others." Uh, do who have no hope beyond this present life. Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, as in fact he did, even so God, in the same way, by raising them from the dead, will bring with him those believers who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For we say this to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are still alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will in no way proceed into his presence. Those believers... uh, who have fallen asleep in death. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven and uh, with a shout of a command, with the voice of the archangel and the blast of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ, here we are, will rise first. Verse mm-hmm. 17, Then we who are alive and remain on the earth will simultaneously be caught up, raptured, together with them, the resurrected ones, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. So what I hear, and then it, it, verse eighteen goes on to. So what I hear is that right. when you die, you're essentially asleep. You haven't gone to heaven yet. You're just asleep. And then once the second coming happens, then you go up and you're in heaven. And then those who are still here go up afterwards. Is is that what I'm understanding? Is that correct? No, no, because so I heard this. I heard this today in one of the sermons. Um, he was talking he was talking about that and he was saying the the pastor i was listening to that since jesus since he came and and died on the cross from that time those 3 days that he was that he was in the tomb and he he came and went into hades and rescued yeah. all the believers from there and now so so now when you die you you will you go to heaven. You go into his presence. Okay. So this that's, is... that's how I heard it broke down. Hmm. Yeah, that could be, that Thessalonians can be it's, kind of confusing. It's... Right. But the, those that have died first will rise. You know, God's going to graft all of our bodies together if we happen to, you know, it would be nice to see Jesus come back. But hey, if we don't get that opportunity, then... um when we die, 
then we will be called up no matter how what whether you're not you are cremated or buried or decomposed whatever you'll get your glorified body so so there again when you say that that makes it sound like that when you die that you're that you're not in heaven that you when you die you're asleep and then that second coming like you just said he calls you up whether you're cremated or buried or whatever and you get that glorified body and then you go up with those who are still on earth Right. Well, your sp- <clears throat> your spirit goes up. I I don't know. I mean, I'm, so is it just a physical you, body? We don't I know. Wonder. Yeah. I mean, because I've heard it put the way uh, I've heard it put this way too that um, it'll feel like you just went in, like you just went to sleep. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But but you but you hear all but you hear all those stories about people who have died and come back to life, and they, you know, experience heaven or Jesus or whatever, but they come back, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And I'm not, I'm I'm just, nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's, that's why I'm going back and forth because I'm just not, you know, I'm not a hundred percent on that. I don't think anybody is. I think I would have to take a little bit more time to research all of this and, and, get into God's word and see it just exactly. And it's not that he really uh, goes into it that deep. I mean, cause what we, what we can, what we have is the promise that for a better life and a glorified body. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's all I need. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> there's no doubt about that, but it is, it is, it's, it's, it's very intriguing uh, to want to know exactly what's going on, right? Like that's just human nature. You want to know exactly how it's going to work out. Yeah, I've heard it put. I've heard it put both ways. And like I said, just recently, I listened to yeah. that some a sermon series on some of it. It was really good. And I'm like, okay, I I can see that. But yeah, yeah. Either way, the you know somebody we're going to be separated. And I think that's what it's getting at in, in the last part of verse uh, chapter 17 here is that when Jesus returns, there's going to be a weeding between unbelievers and believers and mm-hmm. what we can gather from all this. And what we should take away from all this is don't be caught off guard. Don't be unprepared when Jesus comes back because it can be any day. Oh, yeah. The world's not getting any better. No, no, it's not. Unfortunately. Fortunately. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. Fortunately, that that's right, Marshall. That's what we should be saying. Because the world's got to get a whole lot worse so that we can go home. And we all want to go home. That's right. That's 100% right. I don't know about you. I I could leave all this in, just like he's saying in in a flash of a light to know that I'm going to be in the presence of God for all eternity. And that's oh, what I, would, I look forward to. Oh, I, I, I would love to just leave it all behind and forget about all the worry and the stress and the pain and the heartache and everything that goes with this stinking world, and go up and and would be with Jesus and forget about all that stuff. <laughs> I had a, <laughs> I, I, I met with a customer today, and we were just talking about some stuff, and and uh, one of the ladies I was talking to, she's kind of frustrated because this job's taking a while and whatnot, and this other guy that was out there knows her, and mm-hmm. and uh, he said. Ah, be careful, be careful. She, she has a gun. And I, and I said, 
hey, hey, do what you got to do. I know where I'm going, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was like, yeah. whether you are or not, I don't care. You're doing me a favor. <laughs> yep. You know, and it's funny. I was, I had a, I got to tell this, this story real quick, Marshall. I had this dream the other night. I was in the, I was, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. You know, of course, God's, you know, God speaks to us through dreams. He'll warn us through dreams. He speaks to us through dreams. I've had, I've had dreams of, of meeting. I've had a dream of meeting Jesus one time and I wished it never would have ended. And I was sleeping the other night and I was, I was in, and not, not, I'm not saying this because it, by some prophetic thing, I'm, I'm talking, I had a dream and I was, I felt like I was in the kingdom of God and I felt like I was in heaven and there was no more, I, I can't, it's been several days, so I, I can't remember it exactly. I just remember waking up cause I had to pee and, uh, I'm like, oh man, I was like, am I in? As soon as I got up, I was like, because I, I know that when you're in heaven, there's no more pain. So as soon as I got up, I, I was like, oh, man, my back still hurts. Oh, my leg still hurt. I was like, dang it. I'm that not was just a yet. dream because you know, it felt so real. I was like, I'm, I was like, dang it. That was, a, that was just a dream. And so I tried to fall back asleep to see if I could go back. And, uh, and I didn't. Uh, you know, not yet. Uh, that's it, yeah, not yet. But and you know, yeah. you know, I, I, it often, felt so real. Yeah, you know, and I think you know, oftentimes we dream about things that we're seeing or dealing with or talking about or whatever. And you know, I haven't had a dream in a while. Um, my wife has had dreams um, of her sister who passed away. Um, you know, and I think a lot of that can be, uh, you know, for her, it can be. Uh, you know, because you're, you're you're constantly thinking about that. You're mourning the loss of that individual, and you're going through a lot. And so you, you know, you have dreams of those people because you're thinking of them so much. And I say that to say that when like Aaron had a dream of being in heaven, well, Aaron has been in the Word a lot daily. He's in God's Word. He's praying. He's reading the Bible. He's doing Bible studies, all that kind of stuff. The more and more and more and more we fixate our minds on God and His Word and what He is and what He's all about. That's all you're going to think about. So even when you do have dreams, that's where your mind goes. And so that that's just kind of, you know, sometimes, yes, dreams can be prophetic and from God, 100%. However, sometimes dreams can just be dreams and just mm. be so real that you're just like, wow. And, uh, but either way, that, that, that's my whole point to the saying that was, um, where your mind, you know, the, the things you see and do on a daily basis basis is what you're going to be thinking about and where your mind's going to go to and which is why it's so important to be focused on God and his word. Yeah. Yep. Well said. Oh, so anyway, well, that finishes out 17 finally. So then we can move on to chapter 18. So we'll try and try and get onto this because I think I want to move into Genesis. We're looking at learn, we're learning about Jesus and then now we're going to after Luke, we're going to try and go all the way to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to learn just out of Genesis. So I'm anxious to get into it. But like we said before, we're going to take our time getting through this because God obviously laid this on our hearts to go through Luke, and it is what it is. So before we leave, if it takes us 24, 25 weeks, 
<laughs> Before we leave, I wanted to I wanted to say verse thirty seven because that can be confusing. It says thirty seven says where Lord they asked and he replied. Jesus replies. He says where there is a dead body, there the vultures will will gather. And what what's what's being said there is. It says, to answer the disciples' question, Jesus quoted a familiar proverb, one vulture circling overhead does not mean much, but a gathering of vultures means that a, car- a carcass is nearby. Likewise, one sign of the end may not be significant, but when many signs occur, the second coming is near. I think that's important. To mm. We did just kind of blaze over, over that, that, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was reading that. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna oh, hit that man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Well, there you go. Be prepared. Be prepared. I don't. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. Pre- you know. Well, I'd like to say I'm prepared. I, you know, w- I screw up enough. <laughs> you know, but uh, oh, I look forward to that day. <laughs> I, I I'm looking forward to that day. So hey, whenever. I, I'm ready for that. The only thing that the thing that I want to say before we go is the the only thing that I get worried about is is everybody else that you know because you want to see everybody you want to see your family members there you want to see your friends there mm-hmm. in, in heaven with you so that's the only thing that and that's what we're trying to do here and that's what we should be doing in our personal lives, Marshall uh, is just trying to make sure we're all going to get to heaven together. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's very important. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's it. So, yeah, guys, go follow us on the social medias, all that, the Instagrams, <laughs> the Facebooks, and uh, the Twitters, and <laughs> all that fancy technology stuff. <laughs> The tweets and the books and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is where you insert Boomer. And then the Facebooks and the tweets and things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, go go on to Apple Podcasts. Give us a good rating. Give us a good review. Um, YouTube, Spotify. Give us anywhere you can, anywhere you listen to podcasts at. Give us a good rating. Give us a good review on there. Uh, go subscribe on YouTube and uh hit that notification bell that way you guys can stay updated on whether or not uh whenever we post a new episode whatever uh as always if you guys have any questions concerns whatever prayer requests whatever if you guys just want to get in touch with us you can message us on facebook you can message us on uh mail at undauntedpursuit.com let's see here don't forget you can check out our website at uh undauntedpursuit.podbean.com Am I forgetting anything, Marshall? The most important thing is I don't I don't write this stuff down. Only only listen to Undaunted Pursuit podcast. That that's that's the most important <laughs> thing. Just just listen oh. to us. You know, don't, don't listen to anybody else. Just listen to us. No, I'm just kidding, guys. But seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Seriously, share this podcast with somebody. If you liked what you hear and whatever, um, share this podcast with somebody this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget, every you know, go onto our Facebook, onto our Instagram, find that nominee page. We are uh, for the Spin Awards, vote. and uh, go vote. Go vote, vote for go vote for us before the end of the end of the month. 
Go vote. And uh, hopefully, whatever we can, we, we will see you in Georgia because that's where the awards are at. Georgia. Really? Georgia. Ooh, we're going to Georgia. Going to Georgia, yeah. baby. Go vote. Go vote. <laughs> <laughs> Go vote. All right, guys. And a uh, huge thank you to, let's see here. I don't know. Hey, you know, anyway, huge thank you to whoever is providing the music at the end of this episode. And <laughs> I have not decided yet. Uh, we will recognize you. And uh, next week at the beginning, at the top of the episode. And uh, just thank you to anybody who has uh, given us music, allowed us to use your music. Uh-huh. And, and if you like what you hear, any of the music at the end of the episode, check out the notes, the show notes. Yeah, for all their links and everything and uh yeah we'll uh you check them out go follow them download their music they're the they're great artists that have they submitted really music to us and we love playing their stuff so yeah yeah check them out and we'll give you all we'll whoever we use we'll give you a shout out at the top of the episode next week so and even if you anyway, don't like your music hey guys thanks for listening anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen to this thing all the way to the end. <laughs> all right. I got to get out of here. Right. We'll see you guys next time on Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Thanks for listening. See ya. Adios. I need you to speak to me. Not just whispers. I need thunder. Let me get up.
speak to me.